Welcome, Friendship Fam. We are here today in Friendship Church Studios. I'm here with pastors Matt Clausen and Joel Farber. This week, we're looking at the third section of the eight evil thoughts. We're going to connect these things with the lifestyle of worship and discipleship. Thank you for joining in. I'm Kenny White. Grab some coffee and buckle up for this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Matt and Joel, thanks for being here with me. I always You're enjoy. Welcome. I always, always enjoy you guys. And uh, I always have so much fun doing these. I, and those of you listening in, thanks. Um, we we appreciate it. it. It means a lot to us. And, you know, we're we're talking about uh, Evagrius Ponticus that Matt laughed at last time. But, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, it is a unique name. And he came up with these... Uh, eight evil thoughts, and uh, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But I kind of wanted to to start our discussion by addressing the thing that we left out last time. And uh, what we left out last time is, I'm not going to say it yet. No, no, hold on. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Okay. Just wait. Okay. So what I want to ask you guys, you guys being Matt and Joel, is what really frustrates you or makes you angry like what is that thing that just like dink it sets you off now i'm gonna ask you to not use names uh could i uh, just point (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't wouldn't have to use a name oh no is that a problem (laughs) is your dog in the room (laughs) oh man so what's something that, that frustrates So uh, I'll give you an example as you're just kind of chewing on it. Uh, mine has historically been uh, things like driving. And here's what I mean. Um, there, there is a place that, uh, uh, that we lived where stoplights seem to be, um, I don't know, like, you could choose to do it or not. Optional stops. Uh, yeah, optional stops. It mm. seemed like that. I mean, mm. it wasn't, but it, it seemed that way because people were always flying through it. Like, it turned red, and they're still going through it. It's like, what? What is happening? Somebody's going to get killed. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it was often that way where I would be at the front of the line, and I'm anticipating the light turning green, and it would turn green, and I would have to like do this one Mississippi, two Mississippi, look both ways, confirm it, and then go. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, the people behind you, yeah, yeah. well, on, no, dude. they're used to it too. They're like, "Hey, thanks, man. You probably kept us from an accident oh, too." Nice. Yeah, like it, it was just weird. Well, anyways, uh, th- that that kind of stuff when someone is is driving and puts me at risk, uh, immediately sets me off, or or if I perceive I'm being put at risk. You know, it's it's not I mean, the stoplight thing, that's just an example, but it's also someone passing and cutting me off. It's it's, you know, those kinds of things. Now, I'm not a, I, I don't think I rage when I'm driving, but at the same time, these thoughts go through my head in a moment that I'm like, oh, that's that that's not Christ like hmm. <laughs> it just kind of sets me off. Another one is when I have 
maybe a set of expectations that I think everyone shares, or at least the people I'm with share. And then I find out that they don't, and I'm frustrated in the moment. So uh, I don't know. An example would be <laughs> like uh, being at a restaurant and one of my kids just belching really loud. Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, come on, guys, don't do that. Right. That's my job. Everyone knows that. You know? <laughs> like, That's my job. <laughs> you just stole it. You stole my thunder. Oh, man. But but those kinds of things, and just in a moment, I'm amazed at how I seemingly can be at peace and good, and there are no issues, and then just, mm, I'm seeing red. I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's my upbringing or sinful self, and you guys have, like... Gosh, yeah, I remember that. That's called third grade, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Graduate. <laughs> I uh, I get the driving thing. I think everyone has like you know, everyone thinks every other driver on the road is terrible, but them, <laughs> even the terrible drivers. Right. Um. You know, to go in a different direction, and super. Uh, twenty. Are we in the twenty first century? We are right. Zeta Sapita Xenon, girl of the 21st. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are you speaking in tongues? We, we, oh, boy. Xenon. We need an interpreter. It was a, I think it was an old Disney movie when I was growing up. Xenon, girl of the 21st century. Um, and the fact that I watched it when I was little makes me question if, what century we're in. Um, uh, gosh. I'm losing myself here. Gosh. Um, anyway, so super like uh, first world problem. <laughs> Something. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Good like thing when you have a, a shared sermon. expectation with a group of people and they're not meeting it, it's it's hard to not get angry. All right, just so, this so, is essentially <laughs> verbally burping into the mic. That is that's the equivalent of what Joel is doing yes. right now. <laughs> okay, so so to to meet expectations, um, it, when my internet. Like, okay, so at home I have two bands of internet. There's the 2.4 gigahertz, and then there's the 5 gigahertz. The 5 gigahertz is meant for more local usage when you're closer you are to the so point fancy. of the internet. And I like to be on that because it's faster. It's a better connection when you're closer to the device, right? Well, my computer will automatically connect to the 2.4 gigahertz internet. And I know I can switch it around anyway, but sometimes that internet goes out, but the other one doesn't, but it's both the same internet. And so I sit there playing with the buttons on my computer, trying to make it work because my website won't load as fast as I want it to. Oh, that's infuriating. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Man. I, your ears are turning red right now. I, know. I can tell that that just mm. sparked something. Is it that or the embarrassment? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll let Matt go. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, uh, let's see. I'm not sure that I get as frustrated with other drivers as I do with uh, people who choose to make commentary on my driving. Mm. And you mean like tell you you're number one with their hands? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, hey, slow down or oh, drive over in that lane. Like or, yeah. backseat or, yes. or maybe not even backseat. Right. Okay. Good. That's possible. That's possible. Gotcha. And I, I think in those particular situations, that's where two of our deadly thoughts meet, right? Uh, I'm getting angry because of pride within me that doesn't mm. allow for any critique of things that I've done. 
Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Is, that, is that, again, Willow that you're talking about? Primarily Willow. <laughs> That's the issue. Dad, mm-hmm. pull over. <laughs> I need pet. Rub my belly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, I, br- I bring this up, you guys, because uh, I, those things are always in tension. And even as we're talking about these eight, eight evil thoughts, um, they, I, I, I think, I think they, they be- perhaps become less. I don't know that we ever graduate out of them as, uh, as, as we were talking about, I think last time that these are, these are seeds that are, that are laying there dormant perhaps, and they're just ready for a little bit of water and they sprout immediately. And, um, anger is one of those. I, I, my, my, um, uh, past, what I've experienced has been that I think men seem to show anger more easily. I'm not saying women don't struggle with it. I know that they do, but I, I think the way that it comes out in men, especially we, we see the anger, we recognize the anger. We, Mm. we can be in a room and know that that person is angry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and um, you know, Evagrius, uh, he identifies that that anger as you know that that's an that's something evil that's within us. That's that is not a godly anger, mm-hmm. the kind that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I you know, some of the things that that uh, I have done in the past, I remember meeting with my mentor and uh, just sitting down and going, oh, I. I'm so frustrated that this anger is seemingly like at the surface. And, and this was, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago where we were having this conversation. And, and uh, I said, and, and I'm also frustrated that uh, oftentimes it's my family that pays the price when it's not my family that's, that's upsetting me. Mm. And, and he said, you know, uh, often it's the, people that that we feel most safe with that that do get it mm-hmm. and our family sometimes uh is getting the blunt of of that sort of thing mm-hmm. and and he just at that time first of all it, it gave me clarity of mind like oh that that makes sense but then also it 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 allowed me to confess that as sin and that 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 which I was feeling and then, um, that I was projecting onto at, at that time my family, um, that that's sin and that's not okay. The other thing that he had me do is um, uh, is have accountability uh, with him, and there were some others that I was also accountable with, with specifically with the the issue of anger. But probably uh, some of the bigger issues were issues of memorizing scripture making sure that I was immersing myself in the word and with his people. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm not saying that uh, I have it all figured out. I don't. But that has been ways that I have uh, addressed anger in my life and, and repented from it and, and constantly am aware of it. Like mm. That can be there pretty quick. And um, well, I'll just leave it at that and let you guys talk in. Yeah. Well, you know, family, like you mentioned, takes the brunt of it, but they're also the ones that can quickly kind of remind you to get out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, having little kids and getting frustrated easily at, you know, little things they may or may not do Mm -hmm. upon request. uh, It's easy to 
to lose your fuse quickly. And yeah. when you're looking at their cute little face, just looking back at you, like, why are you, why yeah. are you, why are you like, dad, dad, right. you love me. <laughs> and they're like confused right. and processing like this doesn't compute. Yeah. Um, helps bring you back. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially at, at that age where, where the kids are for you, especially, um, but it was true for me when my kids were at that age, there were there were a lot of oh if I love my kids like this how much more does God love perfectly even me mm, right and, and uh, yeah yeah and thanks for bringing that up that's a that that's a good reminder for us so in in the categories that we're looking at anger and despondency mm-hmm. uh, go next to each other and I think one of the things that I've seen is that people people get hurt like we we all get hurt living in a broken world with broken people yeah. every one of us gets hurt in some way and some people will take that hurt and fire back yeah okay you're you're hurting me i'm hurting you back right and that's the expression of anger some people will take that hurt and bury it down mm-hmm. and that hurt turns into bitterness which at times gets turned inward and turns into despondency mm-hmm. uh, or discouragement yeah um, and so some people take the hurt and shoot it back and others take the hurt and shoot it inward mm-hmm. in ways that produce one of one of those two things yeah yeah excellent point have have either of you um, you know either as you have counseled others or maybe as you've walked this path on your own, how how have you processed through, um, I, and I'll 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 just kind of open this up to anger and despondency since you, uh, you brought you brought that up and despondency again is that loss of hope, and um, you know, even like uh, not not just hope in God which is supreme but uh, mm. also just hope in day to day life like why am I here what is you know those are those are identifying questions of mm. despondency but. Uh, yeah, go ahead and grab that, Matt. Uh, so in in my mind, the scripture is very helpful to us here because we see people who are followers of God who battle these things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I want to find out about how I am to deal with despondency, I, I want to go to First uh, Kings 19 and look at Elijah say, mm. uh, take my life. Mm-hmm. I'm no better than my forefathers. I want to go to Numbers chapter 11 and see Moses say, give me my life that I may take it, because mm-hmm. he's done. Like, he, yeah. he doesn't want to be there anymore. I want to look at Jonah say, kill me yeah. now. I want to look at Job say, it would be better if I had never been born. Uh, there are plenty of people in the Scripture who are battling despondency. There are plenty of people in the Scripture who are battling anger. They're, mm-hmm. they're striking rocks. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, And so I want to look at those things and see how God deals with them because in each of those situations there's some sort of slightly different motivation that is bringing that about right and God deals with those things with those people in ways that can be very helpful well and and to your point I I, I, I love that uh, those people you mentioned had the type of relationship with God where they're not hiding it mm-hmm. you know like well maybe if I don't say it then God won't know it or maybe if I don't say it it won't be true. Uh, they were willing to to be vulnerable and honest about mm. it, and and God worked in those moments. Yeah, I think it's also really helpful for those that are listening to us, and for the three of us in this room, to recognize yeah. 
that people like Moses struggled with anger and despondency. Mm-hmm. People like Elijah struggled with anger and despondency. Like you, you can go yeah. through the list and see the heavy hitters, quote unquote, uh, who are <laughs> right. struggling with these exact things. That doesn't mean that God wants us in that place. That's why they're one of these eight deadly sins. No, thoughts. Right. Evil B- thoughts. Evil yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's uh, so why they're one of these 12, what? No. Um, but in the in the midst of that, God, God doesn't want us there, but let's recognize that uh, some of the greatest people that we see within the scripture wrestle with these things. Yeah, that's right. And we'd be we'd be idiots to think that we're not going to wrestle with it too, right? If Moses right. wrestled with it, if Elijah wrestled with it, if Abraham wrestled, who am I to say, well, I won't wrestle with it, right? No, we're going to, we're going to wrestle with these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this kind of goes back to the point you were making about it being a, a constant battle. Yeah. If yeah. Moses had to wrestle with it, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to wrestle with it and wrestle with it in victory and yeah. some days in defeat for the rest of my life. God yeah. doesn't want me living in that defeat, but right. let's recognize that if I'm sitting here today listening to this podcast and I'm struggling with despondency, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm broken forever. It means that Amen. Jesus wants to help me yeah. to move beyond this, but mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't mean, oh man, well, you know, I'm unfixable. Right. God can't do anything with me. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, we've we've talked about two of the categories so far, appetite and insensitive. And insensitive, that means uh, inflammatory, to provoke or to excite. It seems to be more of an emotional reaction. And uh, I, w- I want to move us now towards intelligence. So this is the third uh, category in these eight evil thoughts. And uh, the intelligent under that category has two. One is vain gr- Vain glory, and the other one is pride. And um, again, we've 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 kind of included that in our discussion already uh, to a certain degree. But this really seems to come from the brain, right? Our intelligence and this vain glory. There's uh, there's this this I don't know weird tension of vain glory. It's about me verse ambition and stewarding what mm. God has given us. Mm. And, and, and I, I don't know, that's, that's a dance that I see uh, mm. a lot of us uh, walking on. I mean, uh, even as, as we're thinking of elders, you know, one of the, <laughs> it's, it's good to be ambitious towards that. Um, uh, but if it steps over into vain glory, this is a title for me. This is a mm. uh, an accomplishment that I can have. Mm. Uh, boy, that's a fine line. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You yeah. do you do you guys see that in your in your walk or or or, or as as you're maybe even just uh, thinking through it from your your past and your history. Yeah. I um, absolutely. I see the wrestling that goes on within me, within others in these situations. And um, I think that God's solution that he has given to this, and this is very easy to say and challenging to implement in our daily lives, but again, it's a perspective issue. Like the only way that I'm able to live in pride or vain glory is by comparing myself to others. And I particularly love to compare myself to others in categories where I might win. 
Like in category, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. if if there are things that Joel and I both do and he's better at them, then I would deem those the unimportant categories. <laughs> and if there's things that Joel and I do and I'm better at them, then those are clearly the important categories yes, to be good at. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <laughs> God's desire is for us to not to compare. Like I'm, I'm not supposed to be comparing myself to Joel, which can lead to pride or vainglory or can lead to despondency and discouragement, mm. depending on how I see myself measuring up. Instead, I'm only to be comparing myself to him, right? I'm supposed to, okay, am I holy as he is holy? First Peter 1.15. Am I pure as he is pure? First John 3.3. 3. Um, like the comparisons are never to be horizontal. Our comparisons are only to be vertical. And when we make those vertical comparisons, what we see is how unbelievably woefully inadequate we are. Like, mm. if the goal of life is to jump to the moon, and I can jump 24 inches high, and Joel can only jump 18 inches, what <laughs> ridiculousness is it that mm. I can celebrate that I can jump six inches higher than him, when, in fact, the goal is to jump to the moon? Right. That, right. That's re- ludicrous. And God's like, no, no, the goal is holiness as I am holy. The goal mm. is purity as I am pure. Yeah. And so what we're to see is, oh my goodness, woeful inadequacy. What help is there? Right. Oh, oh yeah, I remember the, the grace of God. Yeah. The, the astounding grace and love of God, despite the fact that I can jump 24 inches, but the goal is to jump to the moon, you yeah. know? Well, hmm. and... And I, I love that you brought that up, and you, you, you kind of beat me to the punch there, because if, if we stop at just looking at, oh, I can only jump 24 inches, and I'm not even close to the moon, but God's standard is the moon, and I'm never going to get there, and why do I even try? Because it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. But then you brought in the point of grace, yeah, and that that somehow God's grace lifts us the distance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, to stretch this illustration beyond what, what it should be, right? <laughs> right. Uh, what Jesus did through the cross and resurrection is like a giant hand that comes and scoops me up right. and brings me all the way to the moon. And, and I would even contend it isn't that I jump my 24 inches and then God's hand comes and brings me yes. the rest of the way. No, God needs to come and grab me from the earth. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have any part. Yeah. And then he brings me to the moon. Yeah. Wow, I really tortured that illustration. You know, <laughs> No, that was good. It was a great visual. We're in the middle of selling our house, right? And when you're selling a house, you have a list price. Right. And you have market price. And when a home doesn't appraise to the market price, there's something called an appraisal gap, right? Mm-hmm. And on our own here, we can only ever meet list price. Right. But God comes in and he fills that appraisal gap. But I'm going to call it the grace gap. Right? <laughs> like he's going to make sure that market price is paid because we can't mm. do it, but he'll do it. Yeah, he yeah. did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. As as we look into the the matter of pride, um, I you know I, I I mean I think vainglory and pride maybe maybe are so closely related. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the other side of the same coin or or, or what. I'm not I'm not exactly sure how mm-hmm. to how to measure it, but I do think that they're closely related. The The issue of, of pride and, you know, going back to your illustration, Matt, of, yeah, but look, I can jump 24 inches. Yeah, then that's still infinitely short of, of what, right. what you're supposed to jump, but, but I can. And at least in terms of the people that I'm measuring against, that's the best. Right. I'm the best at this. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. And and then there's sometimes when uh, we're measuring against others and we're like, oh, I'm I'm among the worst. And yeah. that oh, leads, yeah. that leads to that that kind of despondency. Yeah. Pride and despondency are, I think, both. Uh, consequences of comparing ourselves to others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not recognizing God's grace and plan. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Well, as, as we wrap up our time with the eight evil thoughts, do you guys, do you, you have anything uh, to, to summarize this discussion, anything that you would want to share with, with people in terms of uh, I mean, it could be resources, it could be a thought that you have, it could be serious, it could be silly. Uh, just uh, as we wrap up our time, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I feel like despondency and pride kind of go back and, or even, they all kind of intertwine. Yeah. And, you know, I think the first couple, though, really can be like the roots sometimes, like gluttony or, mm. or lust or, or the love of money. Mm -hmm. And that can really get you into those other categories in, in big ways that are good or bad, right? Um, anyway, yeah, like if you're, yeah. if you're eating too much, it's, it's easy to be, oh, okay, well, that ties together with being despondent. Like, I'm sad. I'm just going to eat a lot. And I'm gonna... yeah. It's really interesting right. to think how they all tie together. They really do. Yeah. I, I think that the one thing I would emphasize as we put these uh, eight evil thoughts or whatever they are <laughs> to bed <laughs> is is that th there's no way that I can be free of these evil thoughts or have victory over these evil thoughts um, by, by trying really hard not to do them. Mm -hmm. That when I see pride in my life or if I see despondency or whatever it is, mm -hmm. there's no way that I can gain victory by just trying really hard not to focus on myself right. or by trying really hard not to be angry. Right. Um, that God wants me to understand that the opposite side of these things are fruit of God's spirit mm -hmm. and that he produces those fruit as I seek to be um, intertwined with him, mm -hmm. that, that it's the branch that is uh, meno abiding mm -hmm. uh, in the vine that bears much fruit. And my goal isn't to work really hard not to be angry anymore or to work really hard not to be proud my goal is to seek as much intimacy with Jesus as possible. And through those efforts of seeking closeness with Jesus, he'll produce fruit that look different than these eight deadly thoughts, mm -hmm. eight vines of <laughs> evil, <laughs> eight <laughs> struggles yes. of iniquity. <laughs> a, okay. Thank yeah. you for connecting. <laughs> well, uh, you know, again, uh, Matt, Joel, thank you for your insight in this. I th it's so valuable because these are internal struggles. And as I, as I'm uh, kind of chewing on uh, these things and and thinking through them, and even even your thoughts that you just shared, I'm reminded that uh, these these are real. Uh, they are a, a part of our lives that we may always be in tension with, and to not be. Um, surprised when they rear their head um, but but to seek the Lord through it I, I again appreciate your insight your love of the Lord spills out and um, we want to thank you for joining in and as always we want to remind you to love live and serve like Jesus God bless you and we'll see you soon
You know, talking through these things, it's important to remember that believers throughout the ages have had similar struggles. With that said, we do want to thank you for joining in as we walk through these difficult topics. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.